On May 1st, 2003, Tiger Woods showed up to a public golf course in Orlando, Florida, jam-packed with unsuspecting golfers. Did you guys find a wedge at oh all? Oh my god. He hid out in the trees with about a dozen camouflaged cameramen, waiting for players to approach the 12th hole. As groups walked onto the tee, the best player in the world would appear from nowhere, surprising random golfers with an offer. Hi, I'm um, Tiger Woods. How would you like to play this hole together with a Buick on the line? I'm Dylan DeChere, and this is The Drop Zone. My kids understood what I've, I've been able to do in the game of golf because, as they always think, I'm the YouTube golfer. Tiger Woods often jokes that his kids call him the YouTube golfer because so many of his career highlights came before their time. But it's not just his kids. In many ways, Tiger is the YouTube golfer for all of us. YouTube's rise came just after Tiger's. It rose to popularity in the mid-2000s, during Tiger's prime, and it was the perfect platform to showcase his portfolio of legendary highlights. When I'm going to be 20, I'm going to be Jen Nicholson and Tom Watson. We could relive his first interview at five years old. We could watch his first pro press conference in 1996. I guess, hello world, huh? <laughs> we could see his first major championship win a year later. There it is, a win for the ages. His island green putt in 2001. Better than most. And his iconic master's chip, the most famous shot of his career in 2005. Oh, wow! But we didn't just scour YouTube for highlights of Tiger Woods the player. We looked for clues as to who he was as a person. In trick shots, photo shoots, behind the scenes moments, and in commercials, so many commercials. When you're the greatest golfer on earth, what's next? Golf's not hard with Tiger Woods and the AirZoom TW. A common problem in golf is the slice. One solution is to play with the gallery. Having women and children to my left and right is a handy reminder that I need to keep my club face square. This all brings us to one Buick shoot in 2003, which produced the greatest Tiger Woods YouTube video of all time. Hi, I'm um, Tiger Woods. How about we play for a Buick Rainier? Uh-oh. I'm not on the green, though. There you go, Beverly. This is Beverly. Hi, Beverly. This is Dylan DeChair. Hey, Dylan. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. So tell me what it is that you need for me to share with you. It's May 2003, and Tiger Woods has won seven of the last 14 majors played. He's swimming in ad deals. But it's one particular idea from Tom Parr, a creative director at McCann Erickson, that sticks out. How cool would it be to see Tiger um, interact and have a real experience? And I actually wrote down this little sentence. It said, Tiger sneaks on a muni, hits the ball with some regular Joes. Maybe they play for a car. Maybe they have lunch. That's the seed of the idea. Tiger Woods will show up to a course filled with unsuspecting golfers and see how they react. You did it. The crew spends weeks scouting a dozen Orlando golf courses, and they settle on one par three, the 12th hole at Legacy Golf Club. One of those golfers 
was Beverly Rettinger. It was a rainy morning, uh, but when we got to the club that we were told in the pro shop that we were going to have to tee off on the back nine uh, because we had had some rain the night before. None of us thought anything about it, so we get to number 10. And there is a promotion, that appears, something that appears to be a promotion going on at the tee box. I believe at that point they gave us a dozen golf balls and you know they just asked us to be patient. And we had to sign something just indicating we knew things were happening. It wasn't anything that alarmed us to the point where like, do I need to call my lawyer first? <laughs> so we go on and we play number 10, and, which is a par four. Then we get to number 11, which is a par five. And as we approach the green, we can, or about mid-fairway, we can see there are quite a few cards at the green. So as we get up there, um, our head pro, or one of the pros is there, and he tells us that the par three that's happening just above, which is number 12, the bridge has been washed out. So they're not letting everybody go and just sit and wait at the par three because they can only take one group over at a time. And there you can see a big pile of dirt and a piece of yellow equipment at this little bridge. Hi, guys. Say hi to the guys in the tree. Camera there. Microphone there. <laughs> Camera there. You know, we wait. We play the hole. We wait. It's probably, let's see, it was, I think there were about two foursomes in front of us, Dylan, because we waited about 45 minutes. Hmm. And, you know, we're starting to get a little impatient, like, okay, come on. So finally, somebody at the, at the bridge uh, radios to the pro to stand in there with us. Okay, it's clear. Let the next group through, which is now us. Well, of course, we don't realize as we're approaching number 12, because everything is in camouflage. <laughs> we don't even realize until later that they had moved the tees to 154, because... I guess when you're doing this kind of competition, it has to be a certain length oh, when they're giving yeah. things away. So they, so as we approach it, they're saying, oh, I'm sorry, girls, the, the women's tee is closed. <laughs> and we're like, okay, so we'll play for the men's tee. <laughs> I mean, we're just happy to be on the golf course. So we get, you know, we get on the tee, and there's a club laying on the ground, and we pick up the three of us. As I said, we pick up the club, and my friend... Uh, this, oh, this has T.W. on the bottom of it. We're going, oh, my God, that's, that's Tiger Woods. Hello. You guys find a wedge at oh all? Oh, my God. <laughs> and he's, oh, hi, girls. Have any of you seen, you know, my club? And, of course, we're now realizing it is Tiger's club. And uh, I think I hold it behind me. And we go, oh, no, Tiger, we haven't seen it. And now it's just laughter and giddiness <laughs> from three girls. And uh, so he, he just walks up on the tee box, he introduces himself, and um, just asks, you know, are we members of the club, and, you know, just stuff like that. And a couple of the girls asked him to sign their gloves, and he did. And I said, geez, Tiger, I don't wear gloves. So he pulled his glove off and signed it and gave it to me, which I still have. So now he says, you know, look, girls, you know, I'm here. I'd like to play through the hole with you. And we're going, oh, my gosh, okay, okay. And uh, we don't think a thing about it, really. We're about as, as naive at that point as anything in terms of any surprises coming. And uh, he says to us, well, you know, when I play, I like to play for something. When I'm playing for fun, let's play for a car. How about we play for a Buick Rainier? So he says, it's got to be closest to the hole. So we're going, okay, okay. Uh, the only thing I can think in my mind is I don't want to be first. And I don't want to make a complete fool of myself. 
so I make sure I step back and the other two girls, you know, just calmly go up and hit the ball. Well, they weren't too calm. They both shanked it to the right in the woods. Well, by then I've had time to breathe and just get my thoughts. And I remember thinking, okay, I'm 154 yards out. I, normally I'd use a five wood. Today I'm using a three wood. It's raining and I'm going to finish this thing. And if you, I mean, all this is going through my head. So, I, you know, as if you look back at the video, that club was just about wrapped around my neck. There you go, Beverly. Get on there. Get on there. Go, Beverly. Go, yes! Beverly. Go, Beverly. And he's, he's as excited as we are, honestly, because he knows what's coming. She did it. Ah, she did it. So we get on the green, and I'm ready to pick up my ball, or mark my ball. And he reached down and picked it up. Pulls these keys out of his pocket. These are yours. <gasps> oh, no way. Get out. Oh, we are you kidding? For, we're playing for a viewer. You're kidding. Come on, uh, viewer. Rainier. Oh, Rainier. <laughs> I swear. And so congratulations. You just won uh, viewer Rainier. The commercial goes really well. It's a massive hit. Highlights go on SportsCenter. It plays over and over and over in the coming months. Eventually, it'll get posted on YouTube years later and millions and millions have watched it there since. What's so compelling about the commercial is seeing ordinary people reacting to Tiger Woods and Tiger reacting to ordinary people. It's scripted, sort of, but it's still Tiger ad-libbing. He seems completely comfortable. We don't always think of Tiger Woods as funny, but here there's no question. He's funny. I'm a little nervous. Why are you nervous for? I don't know. I got Tiger Woods behind me. <laughs> Want me to stand in front of you? All you had to do is hit the green. I was going for the pin. If the pin wasn't over here, how come you hit the ball at left of the cart? It's not until later that we find out Tiger was super nervous the morning of the shoot. Nervous that he was going to be interrupting people's golf games. The first group that won the car was not very friendly. You know, you get serious golfers. And I guess the first group that went out was not very friendly about his being there. And they ended up not being in the Buick commercial either. He said, oh, my God, if I hadn't already played by, with some of those people by now, I wouldn't have gone. If that had been the first group out, I would have said, no, I, I am not doing this. He didn't want people to be upset that he was, where they, he was there. We're all, of course, thinking, for heaven's sakes, it's Tiger Woods. Why would he <laughs> think that? What's funny is you'd figure everybody would be beyond excited to run into Tiger Woods on the golf course. For Beverly, though, it was all good. She got the new car for one thing, which she got built with custom specs. We got to pick out our colors and everything because they were not built yet. So we, oh, right. we were able to pick out colors and everything we wanted. And the car that I picked out was blue. And uh, I eventually, my car was built in Ohio and I sent a letter to the guys that built my car. Thank, thanking them, I got that information from Buick and thanked them for building the car that became the car from Tiger Trap. And once the ads started airing, she started getting letters in the mail, too, with special surprises inside. And shortly after that, we start getting these envelopes in the mail that have SAG, which is Green Actors Guild, as oh, a return address. Wow. And we have no idea. So I'm thinking it's junk mail, truly. I'm about ready to throw it away, not putting it all together. And my husband said, well, let's just see what this is. So there it is, a check for $500. And that was the beginning of many. No kidding. No kidding, because every time it aired, I got paid residuals, as well as anyone else that was in the video. 
Um, so the checks just kept coming. In addition to the checks, Buick started sending Beverly to a few events. She did one event with Tiger at the Buick Open. Tiger Woods with 32 career wins, challenged here by... We ran into him in the hotel, and uh, we were, Mike Tirico was there. He said, um, oh, Tiger, we weren't supposed to run into you because we wanted to surprise you that Beverly is here. And he was getting ready to go out and do a clinic with the VIPs. And he said, well, it's okay. You know, and he hugged me, and we were, you know, it's so good to see you again, and this and that. And uh, he didn't know my name by then because I'm sure they had told Tiger eventually I was going to be there. She ran into Tiger again at the Tavistock Cup at Isleworth, Tiger's home club. And his caddy, Steve Williams, pointed her out in the crowd. We were just standing there and watching him putt. And he didn't really see us, but Steve saw us. He quit practice and walked over to the, to the ropes there. And I introduced him to my friend. And he was very, you know, open to stop his practice and come over and say hi to me. At that point, we did have a conversation because his dad was ill, and it was in April of 2003, and he was getting ready for the Masters. And um, and I said, you know, Tiger, I'm really sorry what you're having to go through with your dad and whatnot. And we we talked a little bit about that. And then he um, he said, I will. I said it just happens this year, and it was just coincidence that I had gotten tickets to go to the Masters that year. So that was quite a year for me. And, wow, uh, yeah. and I said, you know, well, I'll be there at the Masters. I'll be watching for you. And he said, well, let me just say this. I'm going to be surrounded by a lot of security, and I'm going to be in the winning mode. So if, you do, if I don't, you know, uh, say hi to you or see you, just know that I'll know you're there. Tiger would see her at a few more events. He would invite her inside the ropes and give her a hug and check in. It was Beverly and Tiger. Even years later, the story followed Beverly around. She was 56 years old at the time, and that was 17 years ago. She doesn't even live in Orlando anymore. She's moved to North Carolina. But she says she'll still occasionally get recognized. Listen, we just moved here two years ago, and a year ago we were sitting in a breakfast restaurant here, and a man walked up to me and he said, are you the girl that won the car with Tiger Woods? And I said, how in heaven's name would you know that? If you were wondering, Beverly isn't still driving the Buick. You know, I drove the car for seven years, and sadly, the car was not a good car, which is why they're <laughs> oh, not no. making it now. I had to have the uh, transmission replaced. I had to have the air conditioning worked on. And I guess it just, uh, I think they only made it for two years, but I drove it for seven years. I loved the car. I had not had an SUV before that, and uh, I really, truly enjoyed it. But um, it died on the day that his divorce was announced in the media. Oh, no. That and is that too is much. No kidding. That is too much. Now, we knew things were happening, obviously, but the day it came out on the media that the divorce was finalized, my car totally died. So we traded it. At that point, we traded it in. Tiger and Buick had parted ways by this point, too, at the end of 2008, with Buick looking to cut costs. They went from sponsoring four tour events down to zero. Tiger, Buick, golf, it's all history now. Of course, we all became pros on paper because of what happened. Yeah, it cost $100 for me to get my amateur status back. 
Wow. So you became a professional golfer. You won a car. <laughs> you got a lifetime of yeah. memories. You met Tiger Woods. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty yeah. good day. It's a pretty good day, isn't it? Yeah. And now, and now here I am 17 years later, Dylan, with you contacting me. And I thank you for that. Over the years, Beverly has lost contact with Tiger. Some health issues have kept her from traveling to tournaments in the same way that she did. And, like Tiger, she had a back fusion surgery. She had gotten as low as a 15 handicap, but she gave up the game in 2012. For six years, she didn't play at all. But when Beverly saw Tiger complete his comeback at the 2018 Tour Championship, something changed. When I saw that on TV, I mean, it was like the earth must have been shaking. We all felt something watching Tiger claw back from the depths. But for Beverly, it was like watching an old friend overcome the impossible. She was happy for Tiger, but even more than that, she was inspired. Maybe she could make a comeback of her own. With the world stuck in limbo, it's these memories and these cherished moments that seem to mean even more now than ever. It just makes me emotionally upset when I saw Tiger come back and make the comeback he made. It gave me hope. And I went back to golf. For Beverly, that tee shot on the 12th hole at Legacy Golf Club yielded a whole lot more than an SUV and 15 minutes of fame. It gave her a whole new appreciation for the things in her life, both big and small. Little did she know that on the other side of the screen, she was helping us do the same. That's going to do it for this week's episode of The Drop Zone. Thanks so much to Beverly for taking the time to walk us down memory lane, and thanks to Lee Finer, who produced this episode and made it sound so good. If you haven't watched the Tiger Trap video, go check it out again. You can find it on golf.com or, as you know, on YouTube. Join us next week for more Tiger as Sean Zock and Jonathan Wall are going to take us inside the workshop of the wizard who made Tiger's equipment for decades. It's a really, really cool story. Until then, thanks so much for listening.